Redemption's back. How's everybody doing today? Pretty all right. Uh, Not too shabby. Yeah. Yeah. I've been worse. Got, got Aaron, Stephanie, and Snow. Hello. Hi. Howdy. All right. So, what are we, like 17 days away from the election now? Um, yep. Yes. 17. 17 oh, no. days. She's that is the countdown. Yeah. I've got a countdown going. <laughs> did, did we fill out, fill out the ballots already? Yes. Hell yeah. I did. Yeah. Filled it out, turned it back. I did mine in the mail. And I wasn't going to at first, but the reason I did it was because I filled it out in like, it probably took me 20 minutes. All of 20 minutes is the fastest I've ever filled out a ballot. And I put it in the mail on Sunday. And I figured that since I was mailing it this early, but I wanted to prove that mail-in ballot, mail-in voting does work. And I've been checking it daily. Like it hasn't technically got counted yet. And I've heard that it can take like to give it 10 days because they are so swamped. Yeah, I walked because they have so many ballots. We walked ours over and put it right there in the uh, voter registration box, and we did that on Tuesday, and I haven't mm-hmm. seen mine in yet either. So, And I've already called the county recorder. I left her a message because I was like, I'm just calling to check in on this. I would have thought you guys would have gotten it by now. If you could maybe like make a new message telling people about the time, then you don't even need to give me a call back. I think they you know? sit in the box for a while. Yeah. Did you guys watch the town halls the other night? I did. Yes. Yes. I listened. (laughs) Well, I listened to Biden's because they aired that on the radio and I was still at work. And I and I really liked his. And then I was like, I decided to later watch the Orange Monsters on um, (laughs) on YouTube. So he wouldn't get any credit because I know that he's all about the ratings Oh, Biden outdid him on the ratings. And yes, and get this. Here's the fun fact about that. (laughs) Trump's was aired on three different networks, too. Biden's only on one, and Biden still spanked him. (laughs) Well, I I have a theory about that. It was an article that they said that um, the Trump supporters don't like listening to him because then they don't have to, they don't have to defend what he says. (laughs) <laughs> they, 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 they just they, no. they, they just take the sound clips that Fox News plays and they run with that. I was gonna That's say hilarious. they don't want to listen to him because they've learned their lesson. They're like, okay, if we listen to him, and then he comes out with something, then we have to wait for Fox News to tell us what we're supposed to say to stick up for him. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, good point. You know, it, it, it's it's not looking good for him. Um, not a couple of his a couple of his advisors were already preparing what he's going to say. You know, and who's who to blame when he loses? So are Hopefully. people. So are people in the Senate. Like Lindsey Graham's already preparing that. Like a few of the key senators are already like they've pretty much got it in his in their minds that he's losing. And I'm like, yeah. Well, I so I hope that you guys still lose your seats too. I really want Lindsey Graham's ass oh, out of God. there. Well, that Ted Cruz thinks it's gonna be a bloodbath that they're, they're gonna lose. Good. Yeah. Use the Senate. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, that one lady, uh, Rachel Bittacoff or Bittacoffer. Mm. Her name's either one of those last. She's the one that got it down to the exact numbers 
She's really good at predicting things. Mm-hmm. Like in the 2018, she predicted on the nose how many seats were going to go over to the Democrats. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. She's predicted that the Dems will take the Senate as well as the White House. Oh, fuck yeah. I know. I And I'm like, they will gain control of the Senate. So, folks, we can finally get some stuff done. Right. And what, what they can do is they can, they can pack the Supreme Court. <clears throat> oh, you know who's going to. Rachel. Rachel Bittacoffer. Bittacoffer. Yeah, that's it. Bittacoffer? That's her. Oh. Yeah. I couldn't remember if it was Bittacoffer or Bittacoffer. I had a guy come in yesterday and he was, he was just like, well, you know, we can't. And he's talking Publics, we can't lose because you know Biden is going to come take your guns. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Oh my god! So it was so funny. They were talking about that the other day, and they're like, "I," because I had no idea how long that they've been doing that to people. They're like, "Oh yeah, the NRA has been doing that to folks for forty years, telling them that the Democrats are going to come for their guns, and they're laughing at these people because they're basically using them as lemmings. You know, it's they're never, never happened. It's never going to happen. It never will. And they keep getting these people to vote against their own interests well, just because they scare the shit out of them. And to buy more guns. Yeah. Yes, and, that too. They panic. And, and, and this guy, this guy really believes it because he goes. Well, the Republicans, they have more guns, and um, so there will be a civil war. It's like, come on, dude. Get rid of like, okay, first off, if they think they're going to – they keep talking about this whole civil war idea, too. I'm like, if you do that, they're going to use the military to come in and blast your ass away from the sky with a drone. They're going to do that. Yeah, They've but, got the capabilities. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, if, if Biden wins, who will be the commander in chief while this is going on? He'll be in control of the military. Like, yeah, they're not going to allow this to happen. I'm like, no, you guys are crazy. It's not going to happen. They've it's watched, not going to happen. They've watched one too many action movies. These folks that are, like, so in love with their guns. I'm like, you've watched one too many. Like, real life does not happen like that. Mm-hmm. Like, people, even when folks get shot, they, like... People don't think what it, I had a friend who was like, he's like, yeah, one time we were in a restaurant in in Mexico. I can't remember what city they were in in Mexico. He's like, the cartel came in and started shooting people. He's like, people do not die the way that people think they do. Like in movies, it is horrible. Mm-hmm. It is like something you don't ever want to be involved in. Oh, I was going to say they, uh. They're, they want to go into the Civil War waving the flags of the losers of the last Civil War. Yeah. <laughs> right. The Duke's Hazard flag. <laughs> the Duke's Hazard flag. Yeah. Like, <laughs> from, a, from a foreign country, a flag of a foreign country that no longer even exists, well, right? we, basically. You know, so if it does come down to that, um, this podcast is big in Istanbul, so we got somewhere to go. We can just go. <laughs> Could record from there. I would love to go to Istanbul. Nice. Anyways, do we all have our passports we're, updated? We're, 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 I do. We're big in Istanbul and Hiroshima. Yeah, I would like to go to either one. I will. Yeah, I would like to go to several of the countries on our list. You know, I was I was, I was, I was looking at our stats, and you would think that a lot, we get a lot of listeners, obviously in this area, Northwest Arizona, but. We, we're here heard all over Los Angeles, Florida, New York City, Chicago, Mississippi, 
Texas. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Yeehaw. <laughs> hey, y'all. In Colorado, just in case my mom is listening. Oh, okay. I like Cal- Colorado, Colorado, too. Love. Yeah. yeah. Um, but keep it local for, for one minute. I, I, I'm going to play bad. You should not the bad cop. I want to play bad cop here for one person. And this is it for Bridget Langston. Do you guys know who? I've seen I her name. I something. Listen to this quote, okay? Put my glasses on. Okay. So what she did, she went down um, to the board of supervisors meeting. A bunch of anti-maskers went down there. And they just they were going to... Wanted to go in, speak up, you know, in front of the board, but they weren't wearing masks, and security would not let them in. Good. Yeah, they said, "Well, yeah, put your mask on, and you you can come in." So they made a big deal about it, and she wrote this on Facebook. I was humiliated, discriminated, and denied my rights as a law-abiding American. I was treated like a slave, while the Masters, aka the supervisors, were directing the enforcers. She said that. What the fuck? Who? Yeah. Bridget Langston. She complain. She compares being forced to wear a mask to, to slavery. A slave. oh she isn't the first one. I've seen us some other people do that too. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, I'm just sitting here with my mouth open. Who the fuck do you think you are, lady? (laughs) Like. (sighs) Yeah, unbelievable, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. I mean. And you really need a fucking history lesson. There's, you know, I, I, I can totally understand the comparisons of having to wear a mask for a few minutes to be locked in a cage and whipped and beaten and basically sold off as a piece of property for oh my years. God, come on! Yeah, separated from your family, in the sold off. Yeah, yeah, but you've got the same impression. Oh my gosh, I can't. This, this, this town. I can't even. So, uh, I'm about ready to just take my. <laughs> hey, do you want to go to Istanbul? <laughs> yes. I'm ready to go grab my passport and get the fuck out of here. How many Americans do you think could even find Istanbul on a map? Yeah, we have one hand raised. (laughs) (laughs) Istanbul was Constantinople. Oh, now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. Okay, I didn't know that. You don't know the song? No, no, I've heard. I've heard of. I've heard of Constantinople, but... No, the song. Istanbul was Constantinople. Now it's Istanbul, not Constantinople. I never knew that's what they were saying. I never knew that's what they were saying. Even old New York was once New Amsterdam. Why they I knew that. Okay, I knew that. (laughs) But... Yeah. Um, hey, but, learn something new every day. Exactly. Yeah. Now I can That's sing along to that song <laughs> and know what it means. <laughs> I shouldn't sing, folks. You, you wouldn't sounds, like my voice. That sounds kind of good through this. I shouldn't either, but I do anyway. Yeah. Oh no, yours yours wasn't bad at all. I stick to acting. <laughs> the, the, the other thing we got going on in this town is um, people are now because they report the COVID numbers on the local news sites every day. People are like. 
you just stop reporting these numbers. I'm getting sick of looking at it. Well, how about you just stop following the page if you don't want to know? Yeah, don't okay. or scroll through. You and don't even have, then don't online. click on the, you don't have to click on the post. You know, there's a post and you can just take your finger and slide it up your phone. I'm sure people are getting sick of, you know, getting sick too. So I know. <laughs> Darn. Yeah, because Mask Mandy and Kingman comes up again on Tuesday. And oh. I don't think it looks good for our side on this time. Really? Yeah. Those guys. Um, well, what are I what else can we do? We can just try again. I will be there to try because I'm not gonna give up easily. I'm not gonna let these twerps just mow us over. So I'm gonna try. And you know what? I'm glad that you brought that up because I kind of need to um Get a few ducks in my rows, too, about the main anti-maskers. Because I did want to make mention that one of the women who has constantly been on the anti-masking side from the get-go on the calls, she's always complaining about how businesses can't operate and da-da-da. And I found out that she owns half of a construction company, which... Your business is not affected at all. You do not have to wear a mask outside. And I'm just saying, I, do you think that that would be smart to call them out, like on some of that stuff? Like I kind of do, but I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it does. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna keep on trying to go on, but in this area, it seems like it's it's useless. And even in, you know, even where... But I mean, facts are useless here, too. I've been using facts when I call in. I was using super spreader events and, yes, science-based stuff. Mm -hmm. Even in, like, Italy and all these other cities, towns, countries that went on lockdown, you know, earlier in the year, and they're still using masks. They're seeing spikes now. Again, so as the cold weather gets here, it's going to come back. It's going to come back with a vengeance. I thought the cold air was supposed to kill it. Or no, it was hot air was oh, supposed hot to kill air. it. Oh, did, Sorry, yeah, yeah. the heat. Her. Yeah. Oh, um, I don't know. Uh, our, our, our friend, um, oh, God, I forgot what we nicknamed him. The artist guy. Oh, Karen... Arnie, no, Arnie Warhol. Arnie Warhol. Arnie Warhol. He was posting, posting, he made some, I think it was one of those stupid fake memes that um, that there's been virtually no cold, common cold cases diagnosed this year. So they're saying mm. COVID is all. Wow. Okay, that's a bold statement. But... Because doesn't one of your kids basically have a cold right now? Yeah. Yeah. And um, just so you know, Arnie, he was not diagnosed as COVID. Yeah, so if you hear that cough in the background, that's my son. Yeah, he, yeah. he does, in fact, have a cough or a cold. It's like a bronchitis. It's, it's the season. Tis the season for that. Um. see. All right. Let me get a little more positive here for a minute. Um, this week I had, well, you guys all know that this town is considered pretty racist and, um, I had this black customer come in and I was on my way to be extra nice to her because 
you know, just feeling welcoming. And I don't think they feel welcoming. And I, I treated her so nice. And it was an insurance thing. And if I had made the estimate more, her insurance company would have told it. So I, I kept the estimate below what it would take to toll the car. And because she, she couldn't afford another vehicle. She, she didn't have the money uh-huh. after the vehicle was told. So did it, got it repaired. The insurance company told it anyways, but she paid for the repairs. Um, and the problem being is when it's told, vehicles totaled, your registration is no good. You have to get a salvage title and dealing with DMV these days, it takes months. So what I did was I went on and I got her temporary registration online out, out of my own pocket. And her reaction was just, just priceless, you know, and just, it's little things about doing, you know, good things for people and to see her reaction and how happy she was. She was, I'm going to take you out to dinner. <laughs> and then when Enterprise dropped her off, she, she grabs the Enterprise girl and she goes, you see this man here? I love this man. I am never going anywhere else the rest of my life to get my car fixed. And I felt so good. Nice. So, good job, MJ. <clears throat> so that, um, you know, little positive messages, you know, and give a shout out to uh, our peeps that we had on the last episode that came out with the book Love Meets Life, now valuable on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble. And uh, I'm looking over at Snow and she's got, she's got some. Speaking mm-hmm. of love, yeah. I went on and bought two pairs of new two sunglasses. Pairs. These are one of them. And it's so cool. She gave me all this fun stuff. Thank you, Tara. I got all these fun stickers that came with it. And she even wrote a sweet, nice little note, like, thanking me for my purchase. Thank you. And, Tara, if if you listen to this, we want to have you back on. We've got Aaron here. Aaron wants to talk, speak with you, too, do an interview. Yes. No, you remember, you and Deidre. It was great to interview you. Great to hang out. Sarah's wearing the love glasses. She's got the stickers. I'll try to do what I can to represent and uh, hopefully make it back up here to Kingman someday and we'll hang out and see what's going on. Yeah. So have you guys back on the show again real soon. Um, I'm putting some of my stickers on my, all the kids do this nowadays. You know, they put them on their on their canteen things, and I want to get in on the fun, folks. <laughs> you know how old you sounded when you said that. All oh, the kids I, are doing. All oh, the kids are doing. I, I um I did that. On, I did that just. I did that just for you, Steph. Oh, I'm a giant kid myself. I think we're being a little silly today because of all the anxiety we're dealing with over the last few weeks. I thought we were doing it too because we really don't want to. We don't really want to dwell on President Poopy Pants because he's going to be gone. (laughs) We're like, so I'm trying to get back into good spirits. I know for a while there I was being a real angry bitch for. I mean, I couldn't help myself though. It was like. Like, when you see how it's sad to watch your country. Right, split apart and the division and... Divide, and it's sad to have people tell you that you're not a patriot because you want to follow things 
in the Constitution, and it seems like some people just want to cherry pick what they like out of the Constitution, or they don't want it to be for everyone. And I just want it to be for everyone. Yeah. Well, I mean, not even just the political divide. I mean, that sort of doesn't help anxiety in general. I know that I have a lot of stuff going on around this time of year that in the, in the past past few years. It just Something always bad seems to happen at this point of the year. And I think that causes anxiety and depression. Why? It's Halloween. It's the most glorious time of the year. No, I, yeah. I, love, I, love I have several bad things that happened this month. Oh, so, yeah. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. This was the month my brother passed away. This was the month I was married to my horrible ex-husband. This was... It's actually also, though, yesterday was my niece's birthday, which was pretty awesome. So, happy birthday. Haley. Haley. Happy birthday, Haley. Colorado. Yeah. Colorado Springs. You should celebrate this instead. Turn it into you're going to celebrate that you're not married to that loser anymore. Yeah, yeah, that's a she's, good point. I get anxiety because I have to start wearing pants pretty soon oh, instead of shorts and sandals every day. So, in about a few two weeks, I'm guessing I'm going to have to dig out my winter clothes <laughs> and like start actually wearing stuff that. It's harder to climb over a fence when I need to. <laughs> How often does that happen? Uh, <laughs> at least once a week. You know. He does active reporting. You look weird in pants. <laughs> I felt weird in pants. I'm wearing jeans today for the first time in like three months. <laughs> I love jeans and pants and coats. I love, oh, I like your socks too. I like to wear oh, silly they, socks. They, they say they say on the side? They say, yeah. Oh, they say on the side, carpe the fuck out of this diem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I bet you that I've, I bet you what? I have a pair um, that's made by the same ones. I have ones that have those little somewhat kind of the same designs. They might yeah, be flowers. Same. Yeah. And mine say um, men ruin stuff. <laughs> yeah. We ruin everything. Yeah, we can ruin, ruin, ruin a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah you ruin a lot. All the time. So, I can yeah. ruin some drywall. I like funny socks. Uh, but at the same time, women can cause anxiety too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> women cause anxiety, then we ruin stuff. Well, if you guys are doing the wrong thing, yeah, then we can cause you some anxiety. What You're happened? Right. Oh, you know what you did. You know what you did. Don't even get me started. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm going to go out the street and set off mortar shells. <laughs> you know what you did, bitch. You know what you said. No, I, I thought we were going to go somewhere with anxiety. I guess not. We, I guess um, I'm not feeling very anxious today. I, I, you know, anxiety and I, depression. Like I, yeah. I used to always say that I had anxiety because whoa, I even am having it a little bit right now talking about this. But mine was always more depression, and I think it's easier for me to say anxiety, but like the anxiety is caused by the depression but there's yeah, there's like all I got a happy mix of both yeah, but the meds help yeah what are you on? Zoloft does it work? oh yeah, that shit turned me a total 180, I am so different than who I was like five years ago really? 
I was does, thinking does, does of trying. Fog, does it give you the foggy head or anything? Uh, not on the right dosage. Yeah, I tried taking medication, and it wasn't good stuff. Try like CBD it was, oil. Have you tried that? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do the CBD gummies. I'm unfortunately allergic to CBD. What? Yeah, super fun. Um, it was super fun figuring it out, too, because I tried the CBD oil under, you know, like the drops, uh-huh. and uh, I broke out in such horrific... Um, Oh God! Like, like it burned, and it was just—they were terrible. It was—it was. Yeah, it don't didn't take that then. No, and it, you know, I knew immediately. So back on the Zoloft, I went, and you know, I don't have the panic attacks anymore. I don't wake up shooting up straight out of my bed, sitting up, and I don't. Um, I I can. It doesn't. It's not a magic pill to make anxiety go away. What it does is it kind of dampens it down so that I can deal with it. Yeah, I so was I thinking about. It. Yeah, I was thinking about trying Zoloft because I have another friend who takes Zoloft too, and it doesn't seem like it's. It doesn't seem like it has, really bad side effects. Like I, I tried taking Lexapro, and that was I had that horrible. On that too, it made me so much more depressed. I and then I'd I have the weirdest dreams. Yeah. Like I had this dream that I was at my sister's funeral, and I'm like, "Oh hell no!" I'm like, "You need to get me off this stuff. No, 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 I, was, I can't. I'm not functioning right on this. I'm like, this is making me worse." Yeah. And that's <clears throat> like the not the depression so much, but the anxiety and the paranoia and. When the VA prescribes a bunch of pills, I'm like, I don't. When I got out of the hospital for sepsis in Springfield, Oregon, they literally prescribed me like three bottles of oxycodone. I mean, what? I had a. Oh, I'm not. The VA just, yeah. This was oh, a the the VA. VA. This yeah. was a regular hospital. Oh, no. It was and I'm like, oh, okay. I'm not taking this shit. And this is right after Oregon legalized recreational marijuana. There and you go. I had the bottles. I bagged them up. I didn't throw them down the toilet like as much as I wanted to. And I just went down to a dispensary and got a, you know, a quarter ounce of green love and uh, the devil's lettuce. Mm. And I'm like, because I mean, the oxycodone controlled the pain because I had like major surgery. I mean, see the scars here. Um, and uh, I'm just like, you start getting hopped up on all these meds and stuff, and it starts controlling you. But it's kind of no different than, you know, self-medicating yes, in other yeah. ways, and you just got to... Guilty. Yeah. Fight it. And I think we're all... Get through it. And I, I just go nuts with the people that say, just, just calm down. Just be happy. Just you can choose to be happy. Bitch, if I could choose to be happy, I would choose to be happy, all right? Well, there's a, I thought, I thought that that was, that was actually my favorite part of, um, Joker when, when they, um, when he said the worst part about having mental illness is people expect you to behave like you don't. I I don't know if that's his exact quote, but yeah. And it's so true. And it's like, that's what I got out of that movie, too. Like, that movie was, um, a lot of people didn't like it because it made mentally ill people seem like they were violent and not 
all people who are mentally ill or violent, obviously, but I I still thought it was an important... That movie was like... But the thing about that movie, like, I went and saw it in the theater, like, right when it opened, and I was, like, I mean, on the edge of my seat the whole time, and just, like, I had to just sit there, like, after the movie was over and being, like, what did I just see? You know, and then I tried to watch it later, like, when it came out on HBO. That's a movie you really only need to watch once. Like, it's, it's a little... Yeah, it's, it's disturbing. It's a lot. Yeah, it's disturbing, that? but it was the, really good. The Joker movie? Yeah, yeah Joaquin Phoenix plays yeah. the Joker in that one. They're, they're making a sequel to it, but I don't think I it's not even necessary to make a sequel to that movie. Well, they want to incorporate more of their story on the whole Batman-Joker thing that they were brothers. So I get them doing a story. Yeah, I don't know how it'll mm. turn out. and I, I And I'll watch it, but... <laughs> I, I don't I was glad he won the Oscar. I was Man, like we should we should, if, said, we should have said spoiler alert about the Batman being his brother part. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we were oh shoot, people. yeah. I know. Oh damn. I didn't know that. Thanks. <laughs> no, but that's yeah, but that comes out like that comes out like in the middle of the movie part anyways. Like he yeah. So you could still watch the movie and it's still like just because what the movie should teach you is that we should be taking mental mental illness more seriously in this country. It right. should be... Well, there's a stigma to it, too. Right. Um, it, no. The stigmas need to be taken away, but it needs to be... It needs to be um, also taken care of the way... It needs to be part of healthcare. It needs to... Just because... Mm-hmm. People think that you look fine on the outside or you're healthy, you know, like all your stats, but it, there's head illness too. Yep. Well, I uh, I had a track record of dating bipolar women for like three in a row. Mm-hmm. And the first couple, you kind of go, yeah, oh, she's just being nuts. But by the third one, I, I, third time I actually tried to take it seriously, I did research on it. I joined a support group for people that date people with bipolar disorders and you learned a lot when you start treating it like like how it is it, it's it's an illness and mm-hmm. if you were with somebody that had cancer say you wouldn't necessarily up to leave them and you learn how to deal with it and how to cope with it mm-hmm. and you learn how to be there and there's ups and downs and sometimes you can't talk people out of being the down you just have to let them be down just be there for them mm-hmm. you have to back mm-hmm. off let them be themselves and be there when you can, you know, because sadness is part of life. Anxiety is part of life. And it's just how you cope with it. What's what's the difference, though, between like depression and bipolar? Well, bipolar, like, you have there's uh, highs too. You, you have highs. You have highs of an example is one would go out and. She just go shopping, She'd buy all the all these clothes and stuff, and then the next day she would realize, "What did I do? I'm I'm not wow. in my right mind." But going out going out shopping made her happy, and she was always always ecstatic. So just just get that happier, and then well, and I think a lot of people There's are bipolar and, and mania. Well, yeah. they're two extremes, though. It's more to yeah. extremes, not just a little bit. I'm moody. Right. That's different. So am I. Yeah. But I'm like, sometimes different. I buy stuff to feel yeah. better. But when, well, when, yeah, I mean, a lot of not, people Not like where I end up getting myself in financial well, trouble, but... You do yeah. realize after, you know, when you when you do research on it, you see the signs coming. It's not like it comes 
it's not the highs and the lows. You see it, it's a gradual. And if you pay attention to it, you know what's going on. So, Because I'm like, sometimes I'm mad and then happy. I mean, I don't, I'm like, am I, I'm trying to self-diagnose Generally, myself like right it's, now. Generally, like it's, it, it's blocks of time though. It's not like I'm uh, happy at five o'clock today and then I'm sad at yeah, eight. Yeah. It's, uh, it's more like blocks. There's and, a huge depression or a mania and, okay. on either side. Yeah, oh, love, wow. it's, love it's seasonal because it would happen. Yeah. It, yeah. it would happen in the spring and the fall, yeah. where the, where the with the changing the seasons somehow would mm-hmm. correlate with the highs and the lows. Oh, okay. Yeah, my ex brother in law was bipolar, and like, well, the season thing's a good thing because now it's getting dark earlier and it's getting it's going to start getting cold and dark. It's really going to flip off the handle, but like, like finding help. I, you know, I went to rehab for four months in Prescott. That was a really hard decision, but it was very necessary. Like, to undo that pride thing, thinking, oh, I can fix this myself, and realizing it was failing, going, okay, I got to go. And getting dropped off there and being, it, it wasn't like a prison, but it just... It's hard to seek help for a lot of people. I think a lot of people have a pride issue. They don't know where to find it. Yes, we have what? Mojave Mental Health. What's that place down the Southwest? Southwest uh, Behavioral. Yeah. But I mean, how many people can afford that? Does Access cover it? Who covers that? Who covers that for people who really need it when they need it? And it's... It's probably because there's such a stigma attached to mental illness. Like people, a lot of people see asking for help as a weakness Mm -hmm. and we've got to get rid Mm -hmm. of that because there's, I think there's people who probably could have been helped. I've had Mm -hmm. a few friends who have killed themselves and it's like one of them battled it for years. I mean... I remember the first time I met him, he he told me he started talking about killing himself and I was like, um why are why why do you want to do this? Like what cuz he wouldn't he wanted to still talk about it and and so like I let him talk about it because I I mean, I I had a point in my life when I had an attempt to so I let him talk because I was like, that's sometimes what people need. But I'm like, why do you feel like, like, why do you want to talk about this right now? And, and I don't really, I mean, I just met you and he's like, oh, I've just always wanted to. Like he talked about it like it was a life goal. And it was, I don't know. That's why sometimes I'm like, are some people born with something that makes them yeah, it, like well, that. A lot of it's the chemicals in the brains. Mm-hmm. There's you know, nature and nurture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there's also, you know, I guess, I guess like anxiety and depression, not necessarily always mental illness either though. Cause I think, you know, it, all of us have gone through that, you know, so. Well, well I, I mean, have, I, I've always, I'm, just, I mean, show of hands. How many ever seriously considered suicide at some point? Like I said, I've tried it. I, I mean, I, well, this is what happened. It's kind of a funny story. <laughs> I know it's not 
funny to say that, but like. Hold on one second. For, for the record, all, all four hands went up. So. Yeah. I was in seventh grade and I was getting severely bullied. Like I went, I had to go to Catholic school and um, kindergarten through eighth grade. So I grew up with these kids and we only had one class per grade. So you went to school with them from kindergarten through eight. Like they knew you inside and out. There was no escaping them except for when you were at your own house with your, because, you know, we didn't live by them. We all lived in separate areas of Phoenix. And so, uh, yeah, we went on this field trip and my friends who I had gone to kindergarten with, they were like, we're sorry, but you know what? You're just, you're not going to be allowed to hang around with us anymore because nobody likes you and you're not cool and everyone makes fun of you and you're making us look bad. So like that. And then I like, I, after that, I'd get, like, made fun of. They'd draw pictures of me in class and call me names. And, like, that's what my life was. So I feel so bad for the kids now. Like, at least I got to escape it. Like, when I went home, I had good friends on my block. But, yeah, I remember, like, being in my room. And I was going to, like, hang myself from my ceiling fan. And so I even, like, put stuff up there, like the sheets and... I remember it started like pulling my fan and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get in trouble. But I'm going to break the fan. That's, that's the funny part of this. So then I like, that's what got me to stop because it like jerked down a little, like, (laughs) you know, when you, and like a little dust came out of the ceiling from where it's like nailed in. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, because we had those popcorn ceilings. Yes. Yes. And, um, yeah. So then I was like, yeah, this I'm going to get in so much trouble by my parents. And that's the thing. Like kids, when they do that at that age, they don't realize that it's permanent. Like, and I probably had it in my mind. I'm going to do this because they just really want to escape, but not realizing that you escape forever if you're successful, you know? Oh, who's next? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and this, this isn't all about, you know, mental whatever. Um, I had a, I had a friend, and I, he was a co-worker. I, I managed this Jiffy Loop type place, and I hired him on. And we just hit it off immediately. And we were just like best friends. And um, it was a funny story. The first first day of work, he, he needed a ride home. So I, I gave him a ride home, and we're going to this town in New Hampshire. And uh, he was about my age, and we'd go down this road, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, I used to date the girl that lived there, and he would be like, oh, yeah, Julie. Oh, really? And then um, a little bit up and uh, I forget whatever the names were, but there was two other girls that I had, and so-and-so that lived there. He goes, yeah. I was like, about when were you dating them? And it was at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. Whoopsie. But, but me and him became really good friends, uh, roommates eventually, and he ended up losing his job, and he moved out without saying anything. He moved back in with his mom, just came home, and all this stuff was gone. And I was you know, kind of pissed at him. But a couple months later, I ran into him at a party, and I just, hey, how's it going? And he told me the story, and he was just, I didn't know how to tell you. I was embarrassed. I'm like, dude, that's, you know, we're, we're, we've been friends for years. 
why, you know, of course, you know, I, I would pay your, 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 your rent. Yeah. Whatever, dude. Doesn't matter. We're buddies. Come over. You know, we'll hang out sometime. And he also um, had left guns behind at my house. And I had got another roommate who had kids at the time. And I asked him if he could come by and get the guns, you know, because I don't have a gun safe. And I don't feel like having these guns, you know, lying around. Kids can access them. Right. He was, he said, sure. So a couple weeks later, Sunday, it's about 630 in the morning, 7, I put on the door. And he's there. And hey, I'm here to pick up the guns. So I'm like, huh. well, thinking in my head, head uh, it's a little odd. Um, so here you go. And I'm just again, say, Hey dude, I love you. We're brothers and, um, gave him the guns and he went on this way. Uh, what I should have picked up on the signs at the time was he, uh, his wife had kicked him out the night before and he'd been out drinking all night. So driving back to his mom's, he went off the road, hit a tree, broke both of his, ankle, broke both of his ankles. The police then come police show up and he was feeling so hopeless at the point I lost my job back in my mom just wrecked my truck police show up I'm fucked and it was um, he picked up one of the guns and right there and I got that phone call a few hours later from another friend to say hey bear sit down this is what happened to him and I was just knowing that I had handed him the guns just a few hours beforehand. I mean, I realized it's not my fault. I do know that. I think I should pick up the signs. Maybe I could have talked to him. But again, ultimately, you just don't know. And people get into a state in their heads where they're just not thinking clearly. And they do something that's permanent. They, like, it's one of my favorite bands no effects they have a song called brain constipation and it's about that like your the mind gets stuck and it can't it can't process flush the thought the bad thought it just yeah thought that was normal i I think we wanted to uh get to the subject more last month on suicide awareness month but just things just kept on happening and we never got into the subject (laughs) and these are hard things to talk about Yeah, it's not comfortable, but I think that it's better to talk about them. Like, I don't know. Well, also, I'm one of those people that I like to talk about things that aren't necessarily comfortable because life isn't always comfortable. And there's silver linings within stuff. I mean... That would have sucked if I would have been successful. Like, that's what I tell kids nowadays. It's like, mm-hmm. you, things will get better. You will eventually get away from all those assholes. They're only a small blip in your life, and yes. you will and you will do great mm. things in your life. You will move on from that. You know, you will. And you know what? You'll be really good at not taking bully shit, because I'm yeah. not, I am like, yeah, people don't really mess with there was like sometimes at work people joke around with each other and like after a few times of them trying to sling stuff sling insults like nobody really tries to mess with me anymore <laughs> like and then there's another guy at my work that's pretty good at the insults and I'm like one day I remember going up to him like you had to have been pretty bullied when you were like younger right like you always can <laughs> tell the people who yeah, so. And then you can laugh it off. 
later. Yeah. <laughs> you know, your your uh, seventh grade experience, except for I wasn't suicidal in school when I was at at that age, but um, your seventh grade experience sounds a lot like mine. Um, because that's how girls bully is, is socially more than uh-huh. physically. Yeah. And I had a workplace <laughs> recently that was like that too. And I swear to God, I was back in seventh grade again and they were excluding me socially and it was just whatever. Yeah, I, I know. I've been getting a bit of that lately because of my job transition and uh, you do have a couple of people that, you know, it just like push your buttons and it's just like, what do I do? Come on. And the reason that they do it, let's not forget, um, and I'm not saying that we shouldn't be tough on them back, though, because I do believe people should stick up for themselves. But the reason they're doing it is because there's not something right in their life. And that's usually why they do it. That's usually why children bully other children, too, is because they're facing something at their homes. Like, it's almost like if I could go back in time, I would... I would say that to my bullies, you know, I would be like, I'm sorry that you're going through something. You're still an asshole. And guess what? You've got flaws too. That's the thing. Like, see, I always thought that I'm, that I would want to go be a speaker for kids at schools. But my strategy too would be like, the only way to really get even with a bully is you have to push back. You, I mean, and my dad used to tell me, he was like, you need to just punch him in the face because he'd get sick of me whining about things, you know, about being made fun of. But I'm not a hitting person. I'm not like, I'm not wired that way. So I didn't do that. And I always did the thing where I would hope that they wouldn't see me. Like, I'm like, I'll just be quiet. I won't say anything and they'll leave me alone. They don't. Yeah. They don't. That was they, mine. That was mine too. they pick on kids more. And what you have to do is you have to find their flaws and you have to be like, oh, yeah, well, you have this, you know, because we all have them. But that's the only way to beat them. But you can't tell kids to do that either. Like, no. But, but the thing that pisses me off is like some of these teachers aren't really doing things for kids. And I get it. They have to. They have to handle a lot of kids. That's why there needs to be more resources in the school and there needs to be more like counselor type and not just put all that on teachers. There needs to be more people dedicated to that so that all kids can be safe in school. And you got a good point. Like teachers are already over taxed as they are like they're just you know they, they they got so much stuff going on they don't get paid that much i thought about substitute teaching and i'm like oh my god i'd rather go back to iraq or afghanistan before setting foot in the public school <laughs> I'm, so, I'm not making that no, up well, but i'm I laughing want to do it because i know somebody's gonna be like well have you ever been a teacher before i'm like no well here's your chance um and the bullying thing too it's like you know i've been bullied and i've been a bully i won't i I won't deny that like i've picked on people it's like a weird pecking order when you're especially when you're a teenager you're going all those hormones are raging you're in between going god i want to see a naked woman versus beat the shit out of somebody versus getting the shit beat out of you and it's just a weird mix. So 
how do we confront that? How do we confront bullying? How do we deal with depression and anxiety? If if we could solve it, you know, we wouldn't be sitting here. (laughs) I know. It's basically one day at a time. That's how you deal with it. You know, and I guess anybody listening that feels like kind of hopeless and gets into that situation, you know, just need to remember to step back and know that, hey, things are going to change. Things are going to get better. And, you know, even though you can't see it right now, down the road. Do you, like, journal um, exercise that helps... Um, I wrote, um, there's uh, a lot of things. Oh, sorry. Four, four words that I wrote and I stuck to my refrigerator for a long time that said, this is only temporary. That's great. Yeah. It is. Everything is. That's it. I think I might do that. Everything is temporary. If you're having a good time, don't worry. It'll change. If you're having a bad time, don't worry. It'll change. (laughs) (laughs) And then the other thing, you know, uh, I I think this podcast helps a little bit is like, we could talk about, you know, the stuff politically and that get it off our chest. And this is kind of a good thing. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess the, you know, the moral of the story is if, you know, talk to somebody about it, if you're feeling that way and, Mm -hmm. you know, believe nobody's going to judge you if you come to them and say you're, and, you know, and since I've been inspired to act with love with my love glasses (laughs) and everything, if I could just say, you know, to all of my bullies, I'd actually say thank you. Thank you for what you did because I'm pretty kick-ass now. So thank you. Like, they actually made me a stronger person, honestly, with what they did. I still think they're assholes, but it's like, you know what? Like, I guess I'm a better person for it. So I kind of feel like I won. Well, if you're a bully and you have, there's no consequences to being a bully and you're a narcissist, you end up... President, you end up being who we have for president right now. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. hey, it's okay. I mean, it's no, it's, that was a good a joke. That was, and it wasn't even really a joke. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, he wears a suit and a tie, not like acid washed jeans and a like Def Leppard t shirt <laughs> with, <laughs> with cut off sleeves, fucking Iron Man like, jeans, and a mullet. And a mullet, yeah, <laughs> Gall- can't leave out the mullet. You know, hockey hair. You know, we, we, hey, fucker, <laughs> come over here, dude. Lick this fucking piece of dog shit. Look it down. Look it so hard. <laughs> I, I think I don't think we uh, intended this to, 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 to take this turn, but it was a good conversation. Um, we, wanted, we wanted to tell some ghost stories, but what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this one up, and we are going to come up with another one where we keep it a little bit more scary and whatever. Ooh. But this Plus, it'll one. be closer to Halloween then. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. probably a better idea than anyone. Yeah. No, no. Just hang on, people. I'm just doing this for the audience, okay? Oh, okay. Sorry. Sorry about that. God. <laughs> Aren't we? Can we be our own audience? <laughs> Nobody knows how this shit works around here. All right. <laughs> Reality Redemption, we're checking out, okay? Bye, right, y'all. Later. You. Bye. See ya, see ya, see ya.